following takes place between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. on the day of the California presidential primary. Oh, it certainly does. Episode 3 of our 24 rewatch. This is Get Into Geek. My name is Mitch. Joining me, fellow CTU agent Benjamin Clayton. How are you, buddy? Mate, I'm not sure if I'm a... Uh an agent no, or not. No, we're, we're Let's promoting, not overstate things. We're promoting ourselves. Well, no one else is here to tell us what to do. We're not directing it. You know, we're a, we could be a lowly agent. So this is our 24 Rewatch podcast. As I said, episode three of season one of 24. We are doing this because when we started, it was 24's 20th anniversary, uh, just about to the day. But we are working in Australian time to American time. So we've been doing it now for anyone listening live. And there are people out there doing so. Uh, apologies. We did have a week off last week. <laughs> Two weeks into the podcast and we're like, oh, it's time for a breather. Um, it's no time for a breather. <laughs> it was unplanned. We were trying to do it. We, we were, were slack. Of course we were. We're the no, worst. We were trying. So uh, we're going to try and start you know, making them up and we will uh, be back to having them once a week. That's almost a promise, but we can't even edit that out because the point of this podcast, if you've missed the first couple, is this is in, like 24, real time. There is no editing. We hit record and this podcast goes for 24 minutes and all the glory and the Bumps along the way are included in here. There is no going back, just like Jack Bauer. There's no going back. Um, yeah, so it's been a while since I've watched this episode, oh, and yeah. I make notes, and thank God I did, because <laughs> uh, I can't actually remember exactly what went on, but I do have a lot of notes, and I'm going to just start off with my first note. Now the car has a fingerprint scanner. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just all of a sudden. Yeah, we spoke in our last episode that it's got, there's like the optic scan and then something else. And we we're like, oh, how often would they need to use that? Where they literally had to scan a, a key card that could read some of the details that were on there and shoot it back over 2001's, you know, version of internet um, I just don't know that they're doing that today. No, you're right. And then if, if anyone works for uh, an equivalent of CTU, can you just write into the show and let us know if that's actually... Ex- you don't have to divulge no, any uh, any actual secrets. It can just, be anonymous. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, they can do that. They can't do that. It just seems a bit... Uh, yeah, anyway. Mm. I don't know if it really is believable. I hate to use the word believable because, you know, you're supposed to suspend your disbelief, aren't you? But I don't know. I'm just like, oh, yeah, come on, guys. It's a bit yeah. much. A bit James Bond. Maybe. I mean, and at this stage of the, of the show, three episodes in, it is the most outrageous thing I think that we've seen. So it's like, can we allow it? I guess we'll have to because, you know, this shit's only going to get crazier. We both have seen 24, of course. This is a rewatch. But the, the beauty of this is that we haven't rewatched season one, maybe ever. And if we have mm, rewatched I it, I mean, oh, you haven't, I have, but it might have been been 2003 and I uh, I mean hey if we have a spare spot in the podcast I'll actually talk you through that rewatch in particular that was a very special uh, day in my life uh, oh, and wow. moment um, not not what else went on around it but it was very unique okay yeah. <laughs> I didn't lose my virginity that day if that's what, what anyone's ra- thinking what rating is that <laughs> this one gonna be <laughs> alright let's get into it so um, so the fingerprint scanner yeah it looks dodgy I've got written down here that the, the father looks a bit cagey and this is the father of the girl that's with Kim. So we've got Janet, who's with Kim, Jack's daughter. I think daughter. He's, just, he's looking around. Yeah. Uh, Alan York. Alan York. Yeah. I think Alan's dodgy. I think somehow he's in on it. Yeah. I'm well, not sure how, and it probably sounds stupid to someone who's watched this ten times, but it's good for me to not remember who's bad and who's good. I like it. He's, he's yeah, he, he's he's doing... And maybe, maybe that's just the way that they're... 
They've written it yeah. so that we think that, but then it's actually not. It's actually above board. Well, there's a fair bit of that going on even in this episode outside of that. And I mean, it is kind of the beauty of 24 is that what no, it's episode one of this season, it's like there's a mole in the CTU and that's why Jack's been brought in at midnight to find out who this person is. And then anyone who else is familiar with 24 knows that every season there's a mole somewhere. There's moles within the moles of the groups of the moles and there's double crosses and triple crosses and it just becomes a bit uh, of of their shtick and that's what the show is known for but episode three where we end episode two and Nina's the bad guy right it's her key card it's her computer we find out what it is in this episode or whatever it is and uh, is is it Nina and then if it's not Nina then who else could it be in the whole time that uh, Tony Almeida has been watching and then at the end he makes a call that Jack needs to be relieved of command and maybe Tony's in on it because he's been sleeping with Nina but it turns out well Nina and Jack have had a thing in the past that we find out in this episode it's very convoluted it is very early on but at this stage it looks like Nina might have cleared her name because she was off in somewhere with Jack, wasn't she? That's when we were together. That's what they worked out was that, yeah, like the second week of February or second week of January, we were together <clears throat> in that time away. So we get the idea that they hey, he had split up from his wife and when he was separated from, uh, from his missus that he went off and had a little bit of a fling with Nina and then all of a sudden he and his wife are patching things up and he's broken that off or... So we're led to believe at this point. And that's, I guess, where Nina comes in and she's very emotional about why he would think about accusing her, that they had this special thing. They were obviously very into each other and then all of a sudden he's back with his wife. There's a there's a, there's a threat on the presidential candidate and it doesn't matter that they've got uh, a history together on a personal level. He can still think that she's capable of doing this. And, yeah, she looked dodgy, but then she by the end of it was like how dare you and I think as a viewer you feel that yeah she's frustrated and she deserves to because he should believe her even though we've only known her for at this stage for three hours of of both of their lives (laughs) so yeah I thought it was played out really well so Palmer headed off in the uh, last episode and this this time he turns up in that parking garage yeah, I mean that's just uh, that's a dodgy place to meet but I guess it's out of the way and it's it's somewhere you know, but he's he, he comes across as a pretty tough guy. Like he caught the baseball bat, and he's like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> it's like, Whoa, well, dude! A couple of years on, after, you're a politician. A, co- yeah, well, a couple of years after his time on Twenty Four wrapped up, he went and started his own. Well, didn't start, but he starred. He's the lead of his own TV show called The Unit, and oh, it was yeah. this sort of black ops within black it was ops. Fantastic! He was so great, but you believe that that guy could lead a black ops unit because he is physically intimidating. He's got one of the great voices. It's so deep. He's a threatening sort of guy but at the same time you look at him and go yeah he could be American president I, a, I would trust that guy there's a great line I, I never forget when I was watching that he turns to his wife and he just goes get my go bag <laughs> like, like, like so he got a call came in and yeah. it's like he just looked at her get my go bag <laughs> oh man well the beauty about the rewatch too is that when he drove away from the hotel at the end of episode 2 you and I spoke in the pod that we have no memory of him going off and going rogue in the middle of the night what the hell is he up to and he'd seemed a bit sus at the end of episode one getting that phone call so it would you know and then he all of a sudden gets to that car park and he's just waiting around and then tries to teach a few you know thugs on the street about life and how they should smarten themselves up and it's like are you going low-key sort of you know vigilante what are you trying to do save the world at 2 30 in the morning but uh, it turned out it was you know for a, a another reason that we suddenly get introduced to whoever this guy is and i remember this guy whether he's in one season or seven. He seems like a fixer. Right? He's, yeah, a bit of a fixer, yeah. But son, I, I, so the son's been accused of killing 
some dude, right? Yeah, that some guy did he uh, did he, did he sexually abuse or assault uh, the daughter the of, daughter, yeah, of the, David yeah. Palmer, and then he turned up dead. And the accusation out there now, the rumor is that the brother of that of the girl, um, the son of David Palmer, killed the guy that hurt his sister, and it's like, oh shit, th- th- that explains why this guy might leave in the middle of the night to go and sort this sort of shit out, yeah. Yeah, and I guess we don't know yet whether he did do it or he didn't do it, but I guess that's to be hmm. fleshed out in future episodes, but um, certainly it did show that Palmer, although a politician, and although starring in the unit, um, <laughs> which is unrelated, but he, he definitely... I don't know. I think that was it was nice to have that in there because while he's a politician, it does show that maybe he has a uh, I don't know if a rough upbringing is the right way to put it, but he certainly can handle himself, mm. and he's not just a uh, you know a, a, a wimpy sort of guy. Yeah, he wasn't he's, born with a silver spoon. Yeah, 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 that's that's exactly right. Yeah, so I think that was. Um, it was good to have those kids in there, and it got to show him as uh, being a formidable character. Mm. Uh, which is good. Now, I want to talk about the girls who were, who were the kidnapped girls, Jack's daughter and what's the other chick's name? Janet. Janet. Um, so Janet's got the broken arm. He shoots her up with heroin or something, I'm assuming, yep. and um, she's all off with the fairies. And then they run away when the plane goes past and they, they get away and they make it into a back alley and they it just... I mean, it was tense, right? Mm. That whole scene was very tense. And I'm not saying it wasn't well done. And again, I'm not saying it's not believable because you you (laughs) won't know what you'll do until you're in that sort of situation. And I was trying to sort of give them the benefit of the doubt, but I was so frustrated. I'm like... Just hide. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pick get, a spot. Pick a place. I mean, the bins where they first ran into that guy who helped them out, who ended up helping them out. Um, and didn't he get you know rewarded oh, yeah. for his actions? He's going to regret that. Yeah. He's not helping the next group of girls that he damn sees. it, <laughs> damn girls. They should have just jumped into one of those bins right there. Yeah. And just laid low. Yeah. I mean, wait till the net. Wait till daylight. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> that's pretty boring for them. And when you now see, now I'm thinking about it from a TV show point of view. Like, do they? Do, we don't see them for the next five hours because yeah. but they're waiting for daylight. At least give us a reason why they don't do that. And that's where writing sort of gets really questionable and frustrating, like you said, in shows of, of any sort is the, the simplest answer and what you would do in real life might not be good for a fictional narrative, but give us a reason why they don't do that. And that might make for great writing or it just might make for convenience but at least they've explored it they're not ignoring what everyone out there is watching because I, I thought the same thing they kept fine it was like they're playing a video game or i was playing a video game with those as characters they would find a spot and then you have to move on to the next one to get to the end of the level it's like no no, no i'm safe here i want to stay here and let the bad guys run away that's exactly yep. how it felt yep. it's like oh i'm not caught yet i'm gonna do something silly so they've they've still got a chance yeah. so this will still go on <laughs> oh man i was pulling my head i was like what are you doing and there's so many it, it seemed like there were endless little i mean take where the guy was um staying his little lair the guy mm. that ended up helping them out that was a hidden little lair that i don't think the the bad guys found yeah why no. don't they just you know i don't know promise the pro and that and that's the other thing too they had no negotiation game no <laughs> and I get it. It's a stressful situation. One of them's high up on heroin with a broken arm. Like, they're, they're, dude, they're you're trying to make two dollars blowing some dude in the in the in the street. Yeah. Hey, I'll give you ten grand in the morning. Just hide me. Yeah. Like, and you know Jack's good for it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you've got you've surely got a necklace or a watch or something. Here's a deposit. Right? Say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Just You're right. hide it was, me. It was tense because they never found assistance. Like that guy told him to bugger off the first time. Yeah. And then they run into uh, the other guy with the car, and he's starting to sort of look them up and down. It's like, oh man, they. It yeah, just, they it, couldn't take a trick. It seemed, they really it, couldn't. No and it, that's the frustrating bit too, because you would think, oh, it's not as if they were in a remote location. They're, they're in the middle of a city. There's yeah. people everywhere. And in fact, as we see by the end, there's a car who ends up coming along and running her over. <laughs> And uh, then it was almost a bit uh, post-credit type scene because when that happened, I'm like, oh, that's right, I forgot she died. And then the final seconds of the episode before we hear the TikTok, TikTok, cut to credits, was Janet opening her eyes. It's like, oh, shit, well, sh- is she going to be alive now to recognise that this Alan York is actually not Alan York and that's how we're going to find the next twist of the story, that it's going to be her dad but it's not. So so she's alive, right? Yeah, well, she did open her eyes. So, you know, unless they, that's how they write her out of the episode or the series for the next four episodes. <laughs> she'll where they'll, be, She'll she- be alive just long enough for yep. the Amos to come up. Not my dad. Dad or dad's at work or yeah. something. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they're they're writing that um, well that uh, in a way that if if he's to be questioned, Alan, he's like he wanted to get out of there, which it would is questionable for a father anyway. But when he and uh, and oh, I keep forgetting on her name, Terry. Terry. Terry Bauer. He and Terry are sitting there and they call Jack and go, hey, look, we've found it. The girls are, you know, we've heard from them, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Jack's like, well, wait there. And Terry's like, no, 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 Alan wants to take off. Put Alan on. Alan gets on. He goes, yeah, Jack, it's all good. We're going to, we're going to leave. I think that's stupid. You should wait for them. That's where you know they're going to come back to. Yeah, but it could be hours until they come back. I'm like, that's not really a father move. Either you say, I'm going to look for them, not just, I'm going to go home and wait this out. So, but, you know, he was, he was willing to do whatever if he is bad, whatever that next step of his plan was. But then when Jack intervenes, it's like, all right, let's see how this plays out. Maybe my plan will come into effect earlier if Jack gets me to stay here and maybe comes to me. I don't know. I forget. I legitimately forget whether Alan is there as a bit of a red herring or he is actually bad and he's going to he's gonna turn on Terry in, in an episode or two. Yeah. He seems memorable enough to me. Whether he ends up Jack, whether Jack and Terry end up not being together, and I mean maybe Terry marries Alan. Mm. I I don't know if I've said that in the past. I've yeah, definitely you thought it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I he's definitely, or maybe this is just it. Maybe it's just me watching season one when I first watched it and thinking all these thoughts yeah. at the same time. I don't know. But I guess we will find out. And I think that's great. I think that's great for for two of us. And we have we're, we're twenty four fans. Like like I've said before on the pod, one of the first things I, I noticed about you when you you sit very close to me at work in different offices and and whatever. But I'd I had seen a twenty four poster in your room, and I'm like, hey, twenty four, you like that? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And that sort of you know got us talking, and all of a sudden, all not we, an idiot. We love to we love talking about TV, but we forget about this, and yet the show still has that same effect on us, even though we have watched it and we forget get some details where they're questioning what may or may not be true. So I think, yeah, it worked in 2001. It's working in 2021. It's a sign of a good show or a fun show, an effective show. So, um, yeah. Speaking of cool details, um, the phone ring. I mean, that phone ring is just all time. Yeah. Do you remember when 
uh, everyone would have that phone ring. I had it on mine. <laughs> I had it on mine. I think I had it on mine too. <laughs> it's it is it's so iconic. The TikTok of the credits and and the phone ringing. That is the sound of twenty four. And when it rang in this episode, I'm like, oh, is this the first time? Surely it, it we heard it in the background of episode one. Oh, we but it did. Was so prominent. Yeah, in this we definitely episode. did. It was definitely in the uh, in in the first episode. Do you remember when the phones in this building, the the office that we work in right mm. now, for? Real life, mm. uh, got those phones, and the phone ring was a ring. Oh God, yes, I was here for that. Yeah, I thought the, that was a fake memory. And no, it happened, and then they moved. They moved them on very quickly. Yes. They moved to some other phone system. They came in for about a year. It was a money well spent. But yeah, yeah, we, we were the, so excited about I that. Was like it's the Jack <laughs> ring. <laughs> we're working at CTU. Every time you hang up on someone, damn it, and they just hang up. <laughs> I really did feel like an agent <laughs> at that point. Yeah, well, you've got about seventeen monitors in front of you, so you're sort of like that uh, I the tech a, girl yeah, in, in a, this episode. Which I can't remember her name. I just keep wanting no. to call her Chloe. No, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, she's she's sort of pre-Chloe. <laughs> Maybe that's what we call it from now on. I don't even know if Chloe comes in this season, and that's exciting. Don't tell me. I, no, it's, I it, it's exciting <laughs> to not know that. Anyway, well, one thing I will go because at the start we, we of the pod, you mentioned the uh, the fingerprint scanner that happened in the first couple of minutes. I think um, when we this picks up because I'm watching this on Disney Plus. I'm assuming you are as well because that's it's available. I think on Disney Plus and Nine yeah. now in Australia. So if you're watching it in Australia, that's where you can find it. Watch along with us. But um, obviously, when it aired on TV, there's the preview. Previously on 24, and so that takes up a minute or two of the uh, of the screen time. So when it picks up, it's a couple of minutes after two. He calls through and uh, has to identify through a severed thumb or whatever finger, and scans it, sends it off, and says, "Hit me back with any information that uh, that you find out about this." Then uh, he gets a call a little bit into the episode and receives some information on said thumb and gets this on the other end. Gets what? Oh, yeah, I'm going to fire off some audio. I thought maybe you've got my cues, but I've got some audio. And we are doing this live, so we couldn't just place it in, in post. What but... what cues? You didn't... <laughs> no, but I thought, I'm like, I was building up and up and up. But, hey, here's the beauty of the podcast. Are you able to, to plug it in? Because oh, this, is, right. the, this is the phone call that he got. Okay, here we go. <sighs> there it is. <laughs> now, listen carefully. Power. This is Data Services. You called in a thumbprint for an ID match about an hour ago. Yeah. All right. Oh. You called it in about an hour ago. Now, I had to rewind that to listen again. Now, I was watching with subtitles on because I had my sleeping six-month-old on my chest. And on the subtitles on the screen, it said you called it in about half an hour ago. They wrote half an hour ago in the subtitles, but we'll listen one more time. This is what was actually said in the uh, Our, in the episode. This is data services, you called in a thumbprint for an ID match about an hour ago. Yeah. Right. I'm not hearing things right. That was about an hour ago. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well picked up. I want to say 20 seconds later was a cut to a commercial break, and we get this up on screen. I'll show you and I'll read it at 2:23. So maybe 21 minutes in real time of the TV show. We get a call from a guy that says, you called it in about an hour ago. Now, look, that's not a big deal, but this show lives and breathes by the the concept Woo! that it works in real time. Mitchell, I, I wish I had a sound effect to <laughs> shattering glass or something. Two and a half episodes in it, we yeah, already bro, had... It's a pretty... That's I think a, I'm going to give up on this show now. <laughs> but I just... I don't know. I actually don't know how that, that, that passes 
every single barrier and checkpoint, right? Like, Did you Google it after to see if anybody else had noticed? No, it probably would be on like IMDb. That's where I guess a lot of people would go on. If not, we need like to a check 24 that. forum. I should actually. I should this go. is a first. But I'm going to declare it a first. <laughs> it's a first for the pod. The first one we that I've noticed, and I texted you and I said, hey, I need to play some audio for the for the podcast, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is. So I'm glad that, yeah, you, you uh, ag- agreed with me that, yeah, he said an hour. They corrected it in the subtitles. That's an hour. That's but, what he says. Yep. You can hear it. And yeah. it's 17 minutes on the actual file of the episode, but that's without the previously on and, you know, without another And they're not talking so. about the, the initial one that he did last episode because that was no. just a scanning a key card. Yeah, and he the... did that, like, oh, when was that? was almost the st- – whenever it was. It was it was a different time. This was, this was the thumbprint information. But yeah. now that you have raised that question, I'm really worried that maybe I've jumped the gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It, it sounded good, but maybe you should look that up. Maybe, maybe. get some well, – maybe some clarification before next week before next week okay. now i think we've only got a couple of minutes left um before we get wrapped up at the 24 minute mark so we'll just go back to the girl who jumped out of the plane oh yes she seems to have um uh what is it felt which way the breeze was blowing yeah. and um switched <laughs> she switched she's Binned her friend, her yeah. accomplice. A girlfriend, seemingly. Like, Well, yeah. It seemed to be like their retirement money in a way. It was like, we're going to run away with this money. Let's double it. And then so they did, and she alleged, well, maybe did, maybe didn't, and now she's with the dude killed. She's dead. Yep. I'll practice with my gun, my shooting, which is um, we can assume is for Palmer down the track. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I just found that to be... Um, I mean, yeah, we haven't got a lot of backstory on her, and who knows? They might have been together for a month. I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, she might have met her in a in a hotel <laughs> a month ago. Yeah, but it seems as though they've got quite a bit of history, mm-hmm. and she's just switched on it like that. It's uh... and you kind of got that feeling halfway through episode two when that girl showed up and sort of said, "No, I'm not going to tell you what the key cut is. We want more money." And then uh, the girl that we've known since episode one, I'm already said, oh, I'm I'm uh, blanking on her name, but uh, she's like, D- "Don't don't do this," because I think she knew. We cannot do this, and if it comes to if push comes to shove, I'm going to cut you out. And that moment where she basically pinned her up again in this episode and said, "Let's do this," and then uh, brunette girl from episode one's like, "Okay." And that moment, I'm like, "Oh, you bitch! You're killing her, and you're in on it. You're going to make sh- you're going to go in there and say I can't convince her otherwise. Cut her out. I only need a million. She's not going to test them. I think as 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 sly as she is, and she she blew up a plane. She's not willing to uh, backstab in any way, shape, or form. Gains uh, and and his whole crew in that little cabin in the middle of nowhere. She is scared shitless of these people. And then he suggested, "Hey, I've got another job for you coming up this summer. You're in. So have they had previous working history, or is this the start of it? And uh, I mean, are we going to see her again? Is she a gun for hire that every bad guy in every season's going to hire at some point? Because she looks familiar to me, but I know I've seen her in a bunch of stuff." Stuff, so, yes, the plots thicken. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I, I I guess I can't wait to see. I want that story to get moving with the with the attempted assassination. I think maybe it'll it'll keep moving in this episode. Some things will. Well, they have said the next episode. The Palmer's Day starts at six, and that could be anything. That could be an appearance on the American Today Show or something. But surely nothing big is going to happen where an assassination. Well, it's the middle of the night, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like they've got. Keep forgetting that it's three o'clock in the morning. Like surely they're not going to get a real chance to to shoot him for another five hours. Like how much have they got to do before then, prep wise? So it's a lot of time to fill. You're right, and. That's what they're starting to do along the way. Everyone's got to have heaps of story going on, and yet it's all going to make sense and not seem too unbelievable that it's all happening on the one day. So, now with about thirty seconds to go, um, 
Shall we talk about Jack's kills for this? Oh, what do you got? Yes, yes, yes. How many do you count? I can't remember. I, I'm blanking. Completely blank. I've got no idea. Did he do anything? I don't think he killed anyone. Right. So I'm going to go with zero this time. Yeah. Two the last time. That means it's only been two kills. Okay. And I've got no dammits or sons of bitch, son of a bitch yet. So you're winning. Back next week. Episode four. 24 Rewatch. Get into Geek.